1: The Fight Within, a brand new podcast series hosted by me, Coogan Cassius. Over the course of the series, I'll be sitting down with some of the most high-profile figures from the world of boxing, including fighters, trainers and promoters, in order to dig a little deeper and understand their own personal stories. This podcast is about much more than simply what happens inside the ring. It's about the journey, the sacrifices, the agony, the ecstasy, the highs, the lows, the tears... And the fears. It's about getting to know the person. Thank you for tuning in, and I really hope you enjoy it. If you do, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. This podcast is suitable for over 18s only, as it may contain adult content and explicit language. Hello, and welcome to this week's uh, episode of Raw the Fight Within. Delighted to be joined by a very long term friend of mine. Yes. Seems like you've been on the scene for ages and not at the same time, Mr. Anthony (laughs) Yard. What's happening, mate? You good?
0: I'm good, man. Fantastic.
1: Obviously, uh, I appreciate this is a quite important part of your, uh, your boxing career as you yeah. close it on a fight um, very sh- very soon. So, uh, we're going to come away from that for a minute just to get yes. you out of that. Uh, so, like I said, I appreciate your time on that. So, I'm going to ease in really gently to this um, and then we're going to see how deep we can get into Anthony Yard. Really? Um, what was your first ever memories of boxing, period, when you were growing up?
0: Um, Mike Towson, MT. Um, for me, it was it was so intriguing to see, like, a a small guy knock out a big guy. Like, pff, when I first started, not even when I first started, but when I first had an encounter with boxing, I do not know nothing about weight classes, just like your average boxing fan or your average um, normal everyday citizen. They don't really know nothing about boxing, like the, the logistics of it. All we really know is they're fighting. Do you get what I'm saying? So I saw a small guy knocking out big guy, so for me, that was, it was intriguing.
1: Do you actually remember the first fight you ever went to? Whether the, it was amateur or whatever it was, do you remember the first time you was actually at a boxing fight?
0: The first fight I ever went to live was um, Derek Chisora against Tyson Fury, the, the second fight. Oh, really? So that's the first fight I ever went to. That's when I first started boxing. I'm sure it was 2013 or 12, Just off the top of my head, I remember that's when I first started boxing.
1: On the undercard of Billy Joe and Newbank? Yes. No, was it? Yeah, that was the second yeah. fight I was on that. So the what, first what, one was at Wembley Arena. Yeah. That was a Hennessy show on Channel 5, I'm pretty certain that was.
0: And what year was that, do you know? It's
1: pretty much when IFL first started, so see. I reckon about 11 or
0: 12. See, 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 that's what I'm saying. So it was a long time ago and... um Yeah, it was, it was a crazy event, man. So,
1: just picking this back up, you were um, talking about the Fury and Chizura first fight. Yeah. Seems like a long time ago.
0: It seems like such a long time ago. It's like a milestone because they just had their third fight, their trilogy fight. And um, that's when I started boxing. And then now I'm about to have the biggest fight of my life. A lot of things are like connecting. So to me, it's not it's not coincidence.
1: You talk about Mike Tyson now. Was Mike Tyson the first boxer that kind of got you into boxing, so to speak?
0: Hundred percent. Because um, I'd heard of boxers before. I'd heard the name Muhammad Ali. I'd heard the name Sugar Leonard, but I never really knew who they was, what they was about, what they did, how they fought, nothing like that. Um, Sugar Robinson. But then when I actually watched Mike Tyson, and I got I got so intrigued in his life story who he was as a person, where he came from. And then when I heard his his background, I said, well, oh, so it must be attainable then. Because if he come from that, and he ended up being who he is, it must be attainable. Um, but I, again, when I watched it, I used to watch a fight that was old. So they said it was 1991. That's when I was born. And I used to get nervous. I used like, how is he doing this? Because obviously I've become a fan of him. And then I'm watching him fight. A fight that's already happened, I'm, and I'm getting all nervous. I'm like... How's he doing this? How's he fighting in front of the world? Like, how's he fighting all these cameras? I'm seeing everyone crying in him and he's walking out. And I see says to myself, I could never be a boxer, ever. And now I'm here. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. You don't you never know how life's gonna plan out.
1: This is quite an interesting one for you, but, and I'm always interested to ask people, especially fighters, um,
0: what do you think you'd be doing if you weren't in the industry of
1: boxing?
0: Selling them bricks, baby. No, I'm joking. I'm
1: joking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. Now, you know what? From when I was in school, yeah, I was always like inquisitive. I wanted to know, I used to ask questions. I used to ask so many questions, I used to know teachers. So, someone, a teacher was tell me something, I'd be like, yeah, but why? Teaching me algebra. algebra, And I'm like, but how does this apply to life? Like, am I going to use this when I leave school? Just do the work. No, <laughs> just do the work. Explain it to me. You're a teacher. Teach me. So I was one of them kind of students. I wasn't rude. I wasn't disrespectful. But I used to be inquisitive. I used to ask a lot of questions. And I always wanted to learn. Um, In my era, again, I'm a bit older than these these new kids. They're they're used to internet. They're used to social media. Um, I was on MSN days. You know, when we just started getting Google. (laughs) Do you you get what I'm saying? (laughs) The the logo comes up. You put on the laptop. the none of this flat screen stuff. And um, when I saw... When I discovered, I did not even really discover it, but when I, for my again, for my personal, when my personal discovery of the internet and what you could do on it, I just thought this is information. I was on Google every day. I got caught up in the whole Illuminati business. Like, what's that all about? You can't be rich and famous without being an Illuminati. All these hoax, all these things. And I said to myself, nah, this this don't seem like it's real. Some parts of it might be real. Like, it all adds up and. But I said to myself, "No, nah, some of these people are just normal people, like hard-working people. I started to see the, the normal habits. And then um, I just started to believe. I don't know where it come from. Again, I always in my interviews, you always hear me talking about God and um, my belief in God and things like that, because God is the only explanation to me of why I'm here today, considering what I've been through, the positions I've been put in in my life. Um, yeah. Do you remember
1: the first ever time, like, away from any kind of boxing situation, the first serious argument or fight that you got into? <laughs> you I'm not suggesting yeah. that you did that. I'm asking if everyone's
0: got one of them. A hundred percent, man. You know what? So, the first ever fight I had, yeah, like a fist fight, it was two on one. So, it was two boys against me. And um, this is when I discovered I could fight because it was fight or flight mode. It was one of them situations where let's have a fight back or I'm just going to get beaten up and um, similar situation to when like, when I first saw Matt Tasson boxing I was like I got nervous for him and I was like I could never do that so it was two boys when I was in primary school they used to bully me or they used to try to bully me anyway and it all started from my kindness so two boys they were in a, in the a line they were arguing about a pound who found a pound and they were, they were friends so I had that free pound on me in my pocket and I only needed one pound. I was only going to get some sweets. I had a packed lunch, and um, they were really arguing. So I turned back in the, in the in the queue and I said, oh, like who needs the pound? Like who? Now you both got a pound." So they were like, "Oh, thank you, man. Yeah, man, thank you." Or whatever. And then the next day, it was, "Oh yeah, can I have a pound, please?" Again, I had the free. My mom used to give me like three pound every day to get little, I little sweets or whatever. So I said, like, "Oh yeah, yeah, cool. Gave him a pound." Next day, the other boy come to me, where's my pound? <laughs> so I started laughing, I said, what do you mean, where's my pound? Like, that's not, that's not manners, my mum didn't teach me, that's <laughs> like you asked for something. He's like, no, no, where's my pound? And he tried to start going in my pockets. So I slapped his hand, I said, so what are you doing? So he's like, okay, watch. So I got a bit nervous, I was like, what do you mean by watch? And then playtime come now, I see them in the, um, in the playground, I'm trying to avoid them, because it was a bit aggressive, though. he said, watch. They come up to me, and said, like, oh, like, what, what are you saying now? What are you saying now? Bear close to my face, or whatever. I'm like, move man, move. You know when you're on premise, everything's all innocent. You're like, move man, move. So the one of the boys like kind of put his head into my head like, button or whatever. Like, give me a pan. I got scared, I gave him a pan. Next day, same thing. So I was like, I was angry. I did not want to like, I don't want to go to school. I was like, this is bullying. Anyway, long story so short, they got another boy involved. A boy, I remember he was ginger, and he was like a, a bully in their year. there, were the year above me. And then they caught me, like, in the alleyway. Not in the alleyway, but, like, you know, a corridor, corridor. No one was there. They grabbed me. And they took all the pounds out of my pocket. I three pounds. They took all of it. took <laughs> all of the money. And then one of the boys, the ginger boy, like, grabbed my face. Like, he was holding my face like this and rubbing my face. I was so angry. Like, That's when I first knew what anger was, real anger. So I remember I sat down on the floor and I was just crying. I was so angry. And I was, you know, Dragon Ball Z? You know, you see them powering up. I was on the floor doing that. And obviously, when I got all the anger out, I stood up, wiped away my tears. I went to my class like normal. But then I was scared to go to school. So like the next like few days or whatever, I was trying to avoid going to school. My mum would drop me to the school. I was trying to like slide out and go back to my nun's house. Just two, little, two boys, yeah? And then I told one boy that I was, I was close with in their ear, yeah? he, he like stuck it on them. And then they, did, they left me for like two weeks and they came back. And then my older sister, she was eight years older than me. So she was in secondary school. She come down to the school, slapped one of the boys in his head, took his pound. I was like, wait, how do you like it? My sister was a bit like, raggy a bit when she was younger. And then that was the worst thing she did. It's made it worse. And then um, anyway, that whole, that thing diluted. I think them, they were in year six, I was in year five. So they were getting ready to leave school. Secondary school come now, they went to rugby. I went for escape. And then now, obviously, when you're going secondary school, you're starting to get a bit of a bit, of, a bit of edge to you. Like you're around older people, you're getting thicker skinned or whatever. And I, I was on a 308 bus, and I saw them. And I said, "Oh my gosh!" You know, you get that nervous feeling again. And I don't know if they saw me or not. So I got off. They were getting on the bus. I got off the bus. I don't know why these boys got off the bus as well. So then I'm walking fast down this road, and then the boys are saying, they're "Calling me, Anthony, Anthony." Anthony, and then they started jogging. I'm walking fast, I'm power walking. I'm like in year eight. And then, um, now they look different. They got like little beards. <laughs> like, two Asian boys, yeah, so they got like beards. So then they stopped me, they're like, what's your name? I was like, oh, like Dwayne, that's my middle name. I was like, Dwayne, they were like, no. Nah. They started laughing, I was like, your name's Anthony. I was like, no, my name's Dwayne. So like, oh, where's my pound?" They started laughing or whatever. Anyway, just had the first fight started happening. with in my pocket. Obviously, I'm a bit older now, so I push his hand and I said, what are you doing? The boy headbutted me so hard in my eye. I remember this eye as well, yeah? So, I'm and I saw that. Like, you only know, see, like, a little flash? I lost my mind. I went absolutely... This one, like, this is... After this, I started to, like, generate a bit of a temper. So, when I was in school, people, uh, auntie had a bad temper. He was nice, always laughing and stuff, but he had a bad temper. I lost my... I, I, I hurt these two boys. Like, I hit one... He didn't get back up for the rest of the fight. <laughs> and then the other one, I was <clears throat> I was getting nuts. And then I gained a lot of confidence from it. So it's like, that was my defense mechanism. When I was younger, anything happened. <clears throat> Anger. I used to get angry so quick. And then, um, yeah, that's the first ever encounter I had where, nah, when we got older, like six form times, these boys, oh, Anthony, what you say? How you bro. It was with all respect. But sometimes that's how you make friends by fighting.
1: <laughs> it cost you a pound a day.
0: One pound a day, but for about a week, solid week, I was lose a pound a day. I'd go
1: back and claim your seven pounds, five
0: <laughs> pounds, whatever it is. Yeah, uh, it.
1: Um, do you remember the, a time in particular, or the last time you felt in your life that you were fighting a losing battle?
0: Um, do you know what, the first, I'll, again, I'm an honest person, I will bring in... A relationship so i had a girlfriend and no matter how hard i tried at the time <laughs> this thing was not working you know i'm, a, I'm one of the people that like, i had this conversation the other day as well i was like there's a difference between being faithful and being loyal i'm a very very loyal person it's in my dna it's like just the, it's just the way i'm built but I'm if i'm with you i'm with you that's it there's no going back everyone's human everyone makes mistakes we can we can we can add to our our team, we can, we can make ourselves stronger, we can both go and learn, but the loyalty is there. Unless you mess up that until it tells us, well, I can't forgive you. That's just where I'm built. So this girl, I was a bit younger, it's the older days, the, the younger days, I mean. No matter what I did with this girl, I realised, I started to think she had a bit of a problem. I was like, are you all right? Like, I saw you do this. Like, <laughs> do any camera footage? You saw yourself do it. You heard yourself say this. You're saying you didn't say it, or you're saying you didn't do it. It was mad. And then obviously I got more and more involved with her, and then people that I knew that she knew, people started saying to me, like, yeah, like she, she's a little bit like, <laughs> when it comes to that kind of thing, she's a bit, like, she's a bit mad.
1: Yeah.
0: But again, I'm one of them people I try to, when I was younger, I used to try and nurture people. I used to try and help people. I was that lean on my shoulder, I'll help you. I could help someone, you know, they say, can you see on this? You know, save a hole. <laughs> it was that kind of situation. But um, that was a situation where, like I say, you're fighting losing battle. You know, I'm one of the people as well. I learn from my past mistakes. That relationship situation will make me see certain characteristics within my friends. You're doing that same thing you did like a couple of weeks ago. You're doing that same shit you did a couple of weeks ago. Or You did that to him. What makes you think you want to do that to me? I pick up on things like characteristics, character traits, or. Yeah, it helps you it helps throughout life.
1: What are the, like, everyday battles in your life? Aside from boxing, yeah. when you wake up in the morning, what, do you have anything that you would consider an everyday battle can be <laughs> in your life?
0: I think what everyone goes through, food. You know, you're really and truly, we want to be the, the best versions of ourselves. You know, I will say the, the two biggest temptations to a man first before it is to a woman, I would say. Obviously, women have the temptations with um, sex, but for men, it would be food and sex in that order. <laughs> for me, anyway. For me, my two biggest um, challenges is food and sex. I used to say food and females. Um, and they're the two things I focus on the most because that, that for me, creates discipline. Like I go to the gym every day because I know what sport I'm involved in. Um, some fighters ain't like this but I've got a mentality of that I started boxing when I was late I started boxing late I started boxing at 19 years old or just before I turned 19 years old um, I had dreams and aspirations of being unified world champion um, different weight class world champion had all these big dreams and ambitions so I said okay cool rule number one you need to be in the gym every day you're behind these guys have been boxing from 8-9 years old you need to be in the gym every day you're playing catch up but then there's that thing of when your hormones kick in <laughs> chemicals get released in your brain or the the chemicals get released in your brain when you want a food like you want a sweet or you're thinking about cookie dough and pizza they're the challenges for
1: that's, me. Do you know what that's mad because was a friend of mine told me this a couple of years ago he said um, if he's trying to lay off chocolate yeah um, what he does is he buys loads of chocolate and do the and, same thing and has it in front of him yes. every day because mm-hmm. If it's not there, that's the easy part of yes. the reason why you're not taking the chocolate. Mm-hmm. He used to do it with alcohol as well. Mm-hmm. He used to go for a week and not drink, but he used to buy the drink and leave it there. Yes. So there's no excuses to why he's not doing it. It's there. If he wants it, he yes. can have it. So yes. I think that's, you have to have a pretty strong mindset to in life in general with anything. Well, I'll use chocolate as an example because that's yeah. be an example. But I'm not saying you need to line up women in place. <laughs> Every day. I'm not suggesting <laughs> you them, do no, that. Yeah, yeah. It's a good
0: idea. Um, but you understand that mentality. That, that whole concept of what you just said, yeah, i have done that without knowing what I was doing. So early in my career, when, again, you're making weight, people, a thing that people don't know about boxing is, they, think, they just see the fact that you know you're in boxing. So you don't... Nine times out of ten, people don't know about the making weight, different weight classes, heavyweights. They don't have to do weight classes. They don't have to make weight. They have to be in shape but then I have to make a weight class. Um, in other weight classes, that's why you see us, at weigh-ins, we look very small or slim compared to what we usually do. Then we've got to rehydrate and things like that. But um, early in my career, when I was learning on how to make weight and being disciplined and things like that, I've done that. I still do it now. I'll go to Tesco, saying, I'll buy chocolate, I'll buy sweets, and I'll just have them there. But if I didn't have them there, I would go and buy them and do the, um, the binging thing. I will crave and I'll be like, oh, I want a chocolate. Oh, i trying to occupy myself. I want a... And then when I do go and buy it, I'm eating it in the shop <laughs> because I've got that craving so high, I need it now. Mm. Whereas, like, they say uh, a man that hasn't had sex or a man that's been locked away, when he gets the opportunity now, he's there, he's ready. He's <clears throat> but then if it's always there for him, he's like, oh, no, I'll, I can do that tomorrow. I could do that next week. Do you get know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's accessible. When something's accessible, you don't value it as much. So, again, I think that's the concept behind it. We
1: can apply this to a lot of things in life, which we won't, but I'm saying, I'm saying we can apply it to a lot of things of, uh, yeah, the, what you said about... It's not, I was going to use the term supply and demand, but it is kind of like that. When it's readily available, whatever it is, whatever yeah. aspects we're talking about here, if it's readily available, it loses its
0: appeal. 100%.
1: 100%. Talk to me about a time that you remember, or the last time you felt like you were having to fight back tears.
0: Fight back tears? Psh.
1: Are you emotional? Would you call yourself
0: emotional? I'm not emotional. I'm not emotional. Um, Or maybe I've learned to tame my emotion. And maybe that's based on movies I've watched, (laughs) interviews I've watched of, um, I call them powerful people because you have to be powerful to have discipline. You know, Matt Tyson said it, without discipline with nothing. You could be be so talented. You can... You know, you can have, you get someone that's talented, you know, to work hard, but without discipline, it's nothing. <laughs> that's how it does it. He cuts off the word, nothing. You know what I'm saying? Because that's the thing that separates people. Discipline, that word discipline. I heard Bernard Hopkins as well talk about discipline. If you ain't got discipline in this world, you, it's not that you're nothing, because you're obviously a human being, you, you've been blessed by God to be part of his creation. But stop talking about all these dreams and aspirations, because you ain't got no discipline. That's a decision. You're making the wrong decision. You're not having a strong mindset in terms of saying, "I want this," so this is more important than that. That's discipline. I'm gonna do this because that's more important than that. That's discipline. I'm not gonna have that chocolate because that's more important than that. That's discipline. I really want that girl. I really want to stay up all night talking to that girl. But discipline. I want that more. Do you get what I'm saying? It's yeah, discipline.
1: I, I, I do agree with you. Say that is what separates. Some people, especially in competition as well, that's mm-hmm. what we're talking about more mm-hmm. um, so, but I think that applies to life as
0: well. Definitely. Obviously, you have people that are talented. You've got your natural talents. Um, you've got your people that maybe they have natural work ethic, but then you're only doing their things realistically. Physically, even if it was f- physic, if you was physically capable to work in 10 hours in a day, yeah? 10, 10 whole hours in a day. What about when you're going home? Are you sleeping? Are you, you know, eating right? Are you doing all these other things? You can be in the gym all day. You can do all these things, all the things you're meant to be doing in terms of training, but the discipline comes outside of the gym. Like, I've got discipline to go to the gym every day, but then it's because I'm understanding that, okay, cool, I might not be going to the gym now, but <laughs> I'm going to have a fight somewhere down the line. You know, I said this early in my career, I said it in one of my interviews, I'm not training now. I'm not training for my now, I'm training for my future. I'm training for what I want to become, like, what I see in the future. So, I'm preparing myself for what I see in my head. Um, all these things come into, term, come into play with discipline. So, um, yeah, Matt Tasson, again, a lot of these, he's one of them wise people, you know, he spoke very intelligently from when he was young. I've always listened to things he said because as he's gone through life, you know, he had that era where he was very humble and he's just appreciative to customer or his, his guardian. And then he lost customer, he went on a bit of a rampage, you know, he lost his way. He went through that period and then now he's an older man. Bit hold, bit um Evander was air off. You know, he went through that stage. Now he's a, a more of a humble, God-fearing man. And you hear him talk about his past and reality and how how he tries to dissect life. What about afterlife? What about God when you meet your maker? What about this? You think all that jewelry means anything? It means nothing. He got his belts and freedom in the garbage. I know you saw that. Mm. He Matt Ta- Mart who worked his whole life for these belts and for this fame and he picked them up Freedom and said it's garbage it's nothing I have bled for this this is nothing do you get what I'm saying so it shows you how your concept of life can change so that's why I feel like something I've learned from tasks and I've learned from going through my own life is always have that ability to change accept change because the world's changing even now we're living it's changed we've got internet now we spoke about this earlier we've got internet we've got um how things run. You know, we've got iPhones. We can watch a movie on our phone now. Things change consistently. So it's having you change with the times, you get left behind.
1: Where does your fight spirit come from? I don't mean in terms of a boxer, I mean you as a person. Where does that come from?
0: Um, I think it can be a broad range of things. I think it can be the way I've chose to deal with with my trauma, um, experiences I've been through, environment, family. I'll give one more. Um, Ambition, probably. It's just a, it's a ball of different things, and then the, what hangs on the end of it is a decision, a choice. Things happen to everybody. You know, people know what I went through in 2019, 2020. I lost five family members in the space of months, and I'm still trying to be a professional boxer. I'm still trying to go out and perform in front of the world. People ain't going to appreciate that. <laughs> They're going to see it. Did he win? They don't care about what's happened in the background. Five family members I lost my dad, my grandparents, gone. my auntie. So it's like, when you're going through them things, but you still gotta go out there and st- deal with your ambition, you gotta, life goes on. You know, these people, are, are my family members gonna want me to be moping around? but they are gonna want me to go out and do what was making them proud of me? All these kind of things. So it's like, the choices you make, I feel like it makes you who you are really. So for me, it's like, there's something deep down within me. It's like, I haven't got no, maybe it's cause I'm a Leo. That's why the whole lions and the camp thing comes. It's a mentality of, like, things happen, man. Like, we all go through through life. If I had, God forbid, if I had died tomorrow, I would want people, to, people in my family to spend my money wisely. I want them to mope around and, oh, I'm not going to touch his money as his money. Go and spend the money. Enjoy it. That's what I worked so hard for. I want you to... Take inspiration of how hard I worked. Work hard for yourself. I want us to live better than we did before. Do you get what I'm saying? So I can only take my mentality and how I see things and incorporate it into my own life.
1: Do you feel like you're ever having to fight demons? Do you have demons?
0: Nah. I feel like the only things that really exist in your life are things that you allow to exist over time. Some things are reality. Again, we're going to leave here. We're going to go get something to eat. We're going to... You know, go home, we're gonna go sleep today, tonight, we're gonna to wake up tomorrow. Certain things are just, you know, a course of life, it's natural, but I feel like the things that you accept are the things that become more of a reality in your life. Again, I'm 31 years old now. These this is something I've realised. Ten years ago, the things I was doing every day, it was a reality. It's something I was it's the reality I was living. I was worried about going to a certain area, because them boys were there waiting. I will, I will be sure to run into them boys that I'm thinking about. If I, if I wasn't... Nowadays, I'm a grown-ass man. I'll go where I want. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'll go to Hackney. I'll go to places where the gang culture's still there. It's just that in my situation, my reality, it ain't as potent as it was when I was younger. When I was younger, I was getting on bus. I was consistently looking around. Maybe that's trauma. Maybe the time when I got a gun pulled out of me, that's that. Like, I don't want that to happen again. You're, you're, so, you're so alert. But then you're attracting that. That's what you're thinking about. You're going somewhere, you're only planning if it's going to happen. And that's the same thing, again, about my career. I had in my mind, that's all I think about. Where I want to be in life, for my career. And you saw me early in my career. Like, who would have thought realistically I would be here today? It's only by, like, how. <laughs> we could
1: have kind of guessed you would be.
0: You could, you could have guessed But that's from it.
1: the outside perspective as yeah. well.
0: But then, again, if you think about it, how much other people... Could you have said, oh yeah, he's going to get there? They're not. How much people have you come across? You, you come across more people than me because I don't pay really pay attention to it. I focus on myself. You've come across so much people you go, oh, he's a talent. He's going to be this. Where are they?
1: Yeah, but I think the first time, even when you turned over, there was always something, not just my, my yeah. perception of you at that age, however many years ago, but I think a lot of people had that hope for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. There was something about you. You ticked all the boxes that you have to be in today's world as a pay-per-view boxer, etc., etc., to be that kind of star in boxing, and not just Mm. your talent, but everything else, the boxers were ticked for you.
0: Thank you, bro. It's true, isn't it? It's true, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. But that's what we see, do you know what Mm. I mean? You Mm. might have the same, but a slightly different mentality of how to get there. You
0: know what? And it's easy for
1: us to say that as well.
0: I had this mentality, I think, maybe four years before you met me. Four or five years before you met me in boxing i had this mentality from when i was in school i used to say to my teachers the reason i'm not giving that effort is because i don't i'm not going to do that when i'm older some teachers used to say to me you're going to learn all right um what if it don't work out i'm like it's going to work out what if you don't become a football player i'm going to become a football player and if i don't become a football player i'm going to be a millionaire in sign coats because i know my future i know i know what i'm going to be i'm not going to be working a job i'm going to be a millionaire I say this to every teacher in my school. If you can get hold of any teacher from first grade school around the years I was there, they will all say I said the same thing to them. Anthony, you're, you're, you're not, um, you didn't pass RE. I don't care, <laughs> I swear to you. Anthony, you, your, your performance in drama was an A star. Your coursework, you got an F because you didn't do it. I don't care. <laughs> For me, it's practical, it's practical. Like, I say the same thing to all of them. I said, look at them and go, I used to make this face and they used to get annoyed, man. I used to go, Miss, sir, I don't care. I'll be honest with you, I care about my, my future and what you're teaching me, sir, it's not going to benefit my future. I'm sorry. Some of them used to get so angry. So angry. But now, nah, again, I've had a couple of messages over some of them saying, Well done. You know, I see what you're doing. Congratulations. Yeah, man. You only. Some people say you don't know what the future holds. You do know what the future holds if you believe in it. Or if you know it.
1: a stage in your life, do you ever felt like you were fighting depression?
0: Um, yeah, man. Again, I'll be honest about it. Um, it's nothing to do with a person. It's nothing to do with... Um... I would, yeah. It was definitely a situation, so... When 2019, 2020 happened, initially, everyone knows what I was like. You know, my dad died. He died first, and I just had this armor on. I was like, trying to be a strong person for my whole family. You know, everyone, man, it's fine, man. It happens it's life, and don't cry, man. Don't cry. Like, the more you cry, it's gonna make it worse, and is that gonna help anything? Like, or well, you walk in a room, you get what I'm saying? And then I had this armor on. I was, I told the world, which was a mistake. I put it on my, my Instagram. Why
1: was that mistake?
0: Because at the time, I didn't realise that's going to follow me. Everyone's going to talk about it. When, I wanna, when I'm ready now to, OK, I don't want to, help, don't want to talk about it no more. I want to try and get on with my life. Everyone's asking me about it. This happened for a couple of years. Oh, yeah, you know, even now, we know you went through this. I'm talking about it as well, but we know you went through this in this time. Oh yeah, that, and we, we went through this, and yeah, we know you lost your dad. Uh, uh, we know you lost your grandpa. It was consistent. I was consistently being consistently being reminded. I'll go out in the street. or go shop. Oh, I'm sorry, what happened to your dad? Oh, I'm so sorry, what happened? I'm so. Oh, I us come to get some chips, bro. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, my local shop. Oh my gosh, I heard what happened to your dad. I'm so. Let me pray for you. Consistently being reminded, and when, so, when you're being reminded about something, you call upon the emotion. Do you get what I'm saying? It's like. That period happened and then the first Alpha um, fight happened. Didn't get the decision. I'm like, I won that fight. When I watched it back, I was like, that was a lot closer than I thought. What was I doing? My mind wasn't, I was going back to the wrong corner. <laughs> it's like I was in a gaze. I shouldn't have been in the ring, but I was being so uplifting to everyone around me. Come on, man, let's get to work, man, let's work. Like, blah, blah, blah. But my mind, I wasn't there. But like, Outside of the ring, I was going home, sitting in my room, not leaving. I was not leaving my room. Only time I left my room was to go to the toilet. That happened for months. Who, what, how, is that, how are you possibly going to go out and fight in front of the world? In lockdown, when it's silent, I could hear every footstep. <laughs> We're boxing, I can hear everything. I can hear breathing, I can hear... It was just different, man. It was, it was like, it, was like it, didn't, it wasn't real. So that's the time when, like I say, it hit. After that fight, and how everything was happening, I was like, am I losing my career here? Am I losing everything I've worked hard for? I've lost all, like, all these family members. Like, what's going on? I'm depressed. I'm sitting in my room. Again, this is, I'm giving you the excuses. I was peeing in plastic bottles. And there were, like, 15 plastic bottles in my well, room. You
1: didn't want to leave the room?
0: Didn't want to leave the room. I wanted to be caged in. I didn't want to leave. Every time I left, my mum might have tears in her eyes. Because my mum, again, like, we had... Other things in the family just before COVID happened. So I'll look at I'll see tears in people's eyes or my family members' eyes. So I'm, I don't want to be strong right now. I just want to, do you know what I'm saying? Only to, I'll leave my room again to the gym. I'll still come to the gym, come to the gym, put on this face, laughing and joking, <laughs> overly laughing. I'll leave the gym, I'm walking home, head down, turn off my phone, don't leave the room for the whole day. I'll bring food into the room. <laughs> I'll order Uber Eats. That's the only. That's when I even discovered. Um, I started using Uber Eats. I was like, raw from my phone, yeah, say nothing." <laughs> They'll bring it to the door. I was going there, slamming the door, being quick, coming room, eating. There was rappers, everything. Do you know what I'm saying? It was mad. I don't live like that. And the only when I realized one day I was sitting there and I went, I looked around and I was like, "This is mad." Let me go for a walk. It, i swear to you. in about three months, I didn't go for a walk, not once. Then not go and check on with my friends. My boys were messaging me saying, I was like, no, no, I'm in camp. Wasn't even, do not even have a fight coming up. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, when I realised it, when I looked back and I was like, I was, I was like, bruv, that's, I was depressed. <laughs> that was depression. Um, but again, um, I'm one of the people I say, you can't live in a moment because t- life carries on going. Kevin Hart said in an interview as well. Minimize how long you stay in them kind of areas, but go through it because in the beginning, what I did was, I tried to deflect it. The pre- oh, it's fine, it's fine. But I didn't, I didn't ever uh, mourn, but it didn't hit me at the wrong time.
1: You fight for yourself, you fight for your, your family, the community, yes. your team. Who fights for you? Who's in your corner? Who backs you? I don't mean in a boxing sense, in life. Who's um, there for you, regardless of whether you're up
0: or down? It's a good question. That's a good question. Two facts for me only one person can come to mind my mom one person um, and when I say my mom, I mean like her siblings, I mean like my, my sister I mean and, and it's not it's not only now my mom is one person that understands me. sometimes people might hear that I might get a, if I'm in a bad mood, I might talk to my mom a certain type of way if you don't know me or you don't know us people be like. Why are you talking to your mum like that? Later when I go, oh, mum, sorry, it's fine. My mum's in the mood, she might talk to me a certain time, You laugh it off her, right, mum? I kiss my mum, I start annoying her, I start annoying her. Because you understand each other. There's nobody on this planet that understands me like my mum. And my mum allowed me to be myself. That's why, through the good, through the bad, I will always have that homage to pay to my mum because if she didn't allow me to be myself, I wouldn't be the person I am today. I wouldn't have learned the things I did. I feel like I'm a. People that don't know me will say, oh, he's just that guy, he's that boxer. But people that know, like, the, the real me or the underlying me, I got. Tunde says it all the time you're an old man in a young body because your your has been your years. And I owe that to my mum. My mum allowed me to think, she didn't force things down my throat and say, you must do this or that's wrong or anything like that. All right, you will learn for yourself. I wanted a tattoo on my neck when I was 15. I got this tattoo when I was 15. My mum said to me, I advise you do not get it. I lot a tattoo on your neck. She gave me all the reasons why I shouldn't get it, but she goes, but it's up to you. It's your body. Do
1: you regret it
0: now? I didn't ever regret it. Every tattoo on my body, the first tattoo I ever got was, I got a tattoo on my arm saying, I'll do what I want. L- listen to how that sounds. That sounds mad. That's a, that's a child. <laughs> but then I look, I look at that and I say, I'm never covering that because it shows me how I was thinking at yeah. 15 years old. It wasn't, it sounds like, I mean, like, it sounds mad, but the way I meant it was, I do what I want to do. I'm a leader. I don't follow the crowd. But that's not what it says on my arm. <laughs> Most people, when they read it, they'll be like, oh, you do what you want, yeah? But that's not how I meant it at the time. That's why I always track my mum, because... It
1: shows your mentality, and from a young age... Yes. ...to compare it to now. Have you got any girls' names in
0: you? Never. No. No chance. You have, innit?
1: No, I've got my goddaughter. OK, that's and beautiful. And my daughter.
0: That's beautiful. That's, that's beautiful. that's
1: it. That's, that's beautiful. beautiful. Um, this is an interesting question for you. Because I ask people kind of in boxing, but not boxes. this. And it's, a, it's always a different answer. Is it more difficult to fight physically as in your actions
0: or mentally as in your mind?
1: What's more difficult?
0: Um, I think it's a mixture. It's a mixture because, again, that period showed me that you can be fit. I was in shape that fight. I was in shape. I was fit. I was I was, was shape. I was in shape. Mentally I wasn't there, so it's nothing. It's not worth nothing. And then again the second fight I showed what 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 how what I'm like, who who the rule me is. Like I stopped the same guy in, in four rounds. And that's me. That's that's even how I was fighting. Even in the build up I said oh my gosh you guys saying it about it's gonna be a close fight or whatever. I said cover up. <laughs> Because if, you, if you're a that was the best him. That was the best possible him and I know what I'm capable of. He knows what I'm capable of. That's why they've done everything they could not to have the fight. But again, I'm not on talking about the past. I wish them all the best going forward. But mentally, you have to be there. And it will it might be more mental because if you're mentally there, you're going to train properly, everything. But then again, what if you're injured? So, a bit of both. Bit of both, but I thought men- mentally edges it because you could have some... You could be, get tired. Your mentality will drag you through. Your body listens to your mind. Yeah.
1: Last yeah. one, last <laughs> one. Answer this as you please, in whatever way you think the mm-hmm. question is being asked. Um, what drives that fight in you? What's the driving factor?
0: Experiencing the unknown, to me. I wanna do all the things that I've seen before you know i wanna be on private jets i wanna um I call it blessing, but it's not me that's blessing it's God that does a blessing but um i wanna be in that position where I'm able to be the person that can create opportunities um give I'm a person I thrive on giving people experiences like um <clears throat> I love making people happy a lot of people making people smile that's what makes me that's what makes me feel happy every Yeah, I take my whole family on holiday. These are the things I spend my money on. You know, I'm sponsored by Adidas, so I I wear (laughs) Adidas. It makes sense to me. Um, My jewellery, again, is is something that I can appreciate with value. Um, I insure it. So people say, oh yeah, he's wasting a lot of money or whatever. But to me, it's not wasted. You've insured your jewellery. It still holds its value. You can melt the gold. You can keep the diamonds. Um, But again, the part that makes me feel happy... It's taking my family away. Experience, having um, experiences together, moments together, memories. Um, the stranger I see on the street, buying them food if they ain't got no food. Um, going in the shop, I see a kid doing shopping. I see his mum there saying, if I, Oh, no, we can't get that. Oh, why, why, why can't you get that from why, why not? Oh, no, no, it's too expensive. I'll buy it from him. I've done that so many times. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Because I remember mean, when I was a child, I wanted trainers. and my mum at the time could afford it she used to buy me trainers i used to go to secondary school 20 pound every day but then i saw the other side of life where my mum's kind heart i say this all the time i'm like mom i learned from you because you was too kind you wanted to help everybody without helping yourself so you got to accept my mum owned a club called geneva's in hackney doing very well very successful um, club but she wanted to help everybody and i saw it from young who is this person who's this Then they, the people she was trying to help run her business to the ground. Everyone knows what is like. Men, gangsters, started getting involved, bringing in their people. Then it ended up being like a, you get what I'm saying? Um, So I learned from that, I said, cool, you know, connect the dots, don't make that mistake. But I got my good heart from my mum, probably. I've seen it. You know, they say you're conditioned from when you're young. Yeah, I saw my mum just give, 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 give. You know. Even when people done her wrong, she'll still ask, "Man, give, 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 give." I'm a bit different. I'm a bit more. No, back up. Be <laughs> stay over there. Be yeah. don't come around me be. But yeah.
1: Okay, Anthony, appreciate your time. Um, mm-hmm. For the people listening, if you can hear a bit of. Uh, Ilford culture here in the background yeah. then apologies about that but I think it was three <laughs> police cars that drove past
0: maybe two ambulances we, we did ask
1: them to stop the, the bag work down there it's just started so that's yeah. good timing for that to end but yeah it gives it a little bit more of a rustic
0: yeah. Ilford feel so it's real man We're again I, again. that's what I'm saying my environment was East London Ilford's basically still East London um, everyone knows what Ilford's like Stratford Firstgate, Hackney these are the places I grew up I like to still be around it to a certain extent. Keeps me grounded. Keeps me being who I am. I'm still a boy from the ends. Even though I'm trying to outgrow it, I'm trying to show people a different way. Be the light. You know, um, inspire who I can. Make it out the hood, as they say. <laughs>
1: Thank you very much for listening to Raw The Fight Within with me, and Cassius and Anthony Yard. Make sure you comment, like and subscribe and we will see you Next
0: week, we're out. Bam. Sports Social Podcast Network.